coming to you live from BGM Pittsburgh. You're listening to the 3PL Premier League podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Mike. With me is Josh. Kev is conveniently away on business after Liverpool's struggles continued, but we'll get to that. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about Chelsea basically locking this thing up. What's what it's like to know your team won't win at all. Everton's chase for the Champions League and much, much more. But first, Josh, did you watch the Super Bowl? I did not, actually. I uh, I didn't realize it when we planned it, but I went to a show, a musical, actually, downtown in Pittsburgh uh, during the Super Bowl. It, it felt like the town was dead. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like when I first was thinking, I'm like, oh, I wonder if this musical is going to have very many people. Like, it, it's during the Super Bowl. I bet you it's, like, dead. I bet you it's a small showing. I'm like, oh, I don't think it overlaps much. The, the, the clientele <laughs> that goes yes. to a musical compared to the clientele going to a Super Bowl party, I really yeah. don't think that Venn diagram really mixes too much. <laughs> yeah. But it was a good show? It was a lot of fun, yeah. It was something rotten. It's a, yeah. a musical about a musical back in Shakespearean time and it was just a really referential and funny and it made fun of cats and it made fun of sound of music and it was just all over the place it was just kind of like a a, it kind of reminds me of you ever watch uh uh shoot I was just trying to think uh Williams uh give me a second comedian I'm, I'm Robin Williams. Out. Robin Williams. Thank you. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of the genie in my head the whole time. Like it kind of like all over the place and like constantly just like moving from subject to subject to subject. That's yeah. what some of the, the skits felt like during this yeah. play. So yeah. it was fun to follow and see if you can keep up. Ah, that's awesome. You didn't miss much, you know, in the Super Bowl. I think somebody posted a picture of, uh, you know, we're, we're based in Pittsburgh. Somebody posted a picture of a cookie cake that they got that said it was some team they hate versus some team that isn't the Steelers. So I'm in it for the commercials. And uh, I checked the score right after the, the play, and it was, it was I think, the third quarter still. So it was still Patriots like 8 and twenty eight to 28 at the time, Falcons. Yeah. And then I just forgot about it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. The Patriots are going to lose. That's nice. Um, Everyone's happy. And then right before going to sleep, I checked the score again. It said 28-28 with three seconds left in the fourth, fourth quarter. I was like... Uh, I got to turn this game on. So I like pulled out the <laughs> iPad and uh, booted up the game and watched the the overtime, which was very short. So essentially I watched yeah. 10 minutes of the game and watched yeah. Patriots win. It was very sad. Speaking of things that are very sad, uh, you know, we were talking in the last show about how there, really what happened over this past week could ultimately just decide the fate of how things shake out for the rest of the season. Chelsea drew to Liverpool on Tuesday and then beat a completely listless Arsenal on Saturday, three to one. And it, it's hard to imagine they don't have this thing locked up. I mean, it's going to my plan. It's all going according to my plan. <laughs> Chelsea is going to suck away all the points from the top teams and make it so Everton can uh, squeak into, uh, you know, a good position. I was going to say, you know, looking at the table right now, Everton is currently seven points out of a Champions League spot. Tottenham, who's in second place, is nine points away from Chelsea. So Everton has, in theory, a better shot of making a Champions League spot than Tottenham has of catching Chelsea, which it's promising. Um, do you want to let's let's get right into the game because I I watched the highlights of mm-hmm. uh of this Everton game but uh oh, the Everton game okay yes let's we'll, we'll, we'll come back to some of this other stuff let's talk about the Everton game here a little bit so talk us through this Josh what actually happened so honestly this game was one of those that snuck up on me as far as the excitement for people who don't know the end score ended up being six to three 
Mm. It was against uh, Bournemouth, and uh, Everton won 6-3. to That scoreline makes it seem like it was a lot more of a blowout than it felt like watching this game. Mm. Everton were up 3 nothing at the half, and I felt pretty good. And then I thought Everton was going to pull an Everton and <laughs> just, you know, wallow it all away. Like it's, what is it, like 20 minutes till the end of the game and it's now two to three. And yep. I'm like, oh man, we had to, we had to hold on to this lead for 20 minutes. And I was like kind of dreading it. I was like, ah, they, they don't have the momentum. It feels like Bournemouth is, you know, going to really upset us. And then the goals just started coming in for Everton left <laughs> and right. And it felt so good. <laughs> It's nice to have the opposite happen, which you usually expect to happen uh, when you, you know, don't have much faith in your team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where there were four goals scored from the 83rd minute on, which is like insane to think about. Um, your boy Lukaku had four goals himself. Uh, anyone who had Lukaku as their captain this year or this uh, week uh, for fantasy, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, I, I got blown out because the uh, guy I was playing had him as, as their captain. Yeah, like uh, Lukaku just. I can't believe he got that many goals, and they were good goals. It wasn't like yeah. a lot of them were sitters or anything like that. It was just no, no, no. He he had some good goals. There was one sitter, and I wanted to ask you about this. So Ross okay. Barkley at the end of the game gets a ball. Basically, it's it's him all alone. He touches it around the keeper, and he started celebrating while the ball was still on his foot. He hadn't even played it into the net yet, but he was like hyping up the crowd. What are your thoughts on that, Josh? Okay, so. We talk about Barkley and how he doesn't have confidence and how he doesn't seem to be... He, he needs something to really make him feel like he is worthy of being there and that he can do it. Mm-hmm. This For that reason and that reason only, I was completely okay with it because this was Barkley like, really showing off, having confidence, and it seems like he was you know man of the match at that moment. Uh, granted, it was you know <laughs> the easiest goal possible to make. Mm-hmm. It's also... What was it? Uh, f- the four minutes into the stoppage time. So yep. even if he misses it, we're still winning five to three. Right. So I, I, if it was closer of a game, if it wasn't, you know, so close to the end of the game, there's a lot of factors here. If it, if all that wasn't true, I would be like, no, you don't do that. You just, you know, be businesslike, get the goal and then celebrate. But because of all those reasons, and plus I was really happy. So yeah. <laughs> it was kind of fun uh, seeing him celebrate a little bit before the goal. You know, he just kind of put his arms out. That's all. It wasn't like he was, you know, he didn't do a backflip or something like that. He just lifted his arms up in celebration as he kicked the ball. Yeah. I was fine I, with that. I, I like to say that he reminds me of, like, a smaller version of John Cena. And that totally felt like like a wrestling-type move. Like, I'm going to squash this guy. Everybody get pumped for it. And that's what it was. He touched around the keeper. There was a defender that was still racing back trying to get it. He knew he had the goal. And yeah. it was just... I don't know if I've ever actually seen that before. Like, it's typically somebody will tap it in and then they go nuts. But he was just like, no, I know this is going in. He had the crowd behind him. I mean, yeah, at yeah. that point, I mean, at this point it goals, was such a big deal. I, I, I'm okay with it. it. Although, it's unsportsmanlike. It is. It completely is. It's, you know, kind of rubbing salt into the wound, especially when you're already winning by such a large margin. And, yeah. it, you know, it's insult to injury, I guess. But... I don't really feel like he was doing it to be malicious. I feel like he was just doing it because he was so excited to, you know, get that goal and to be a part of this. So, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, as a non-Everton fan, I thought it was a little, eh, you know, not something I'd like to see. But I totally can understand 
as an Everton fan from their standpoint, how you're like, yeah, it's cool. So I think if it was my team, I might think differently as well, especially considering the wave that Barkley has been on all season. I mean, if he was all life, I mean, this isn't even like, this isn't even like a a thing for the season. It's just the last couple of seasons for him. He's been on this roller coaster of like, is he good or isn't he good? I can't tell. Or is he just mediocre? And so for those reasons, I was okay with it, but no, I completely understand. I, as, if I was a Bournemouth fan, I would be pissed. I'd be yeah. like, seriously, come on. You, yeah. You're already beating us. Just put the goal in and stop bragging. Yeah, if this was somebody like Ronaldo or Messi that were doing it, I think everybody would be all over him. But the fact that it is Bar- he's not scoring every game. Yeah. He ha- he's had confidence issues, so yeah. Even if it was uh, Lukaku in this game, I would be upset. Right. Be like, yeah. dude, you already have four goals. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got another one. Yeah, go pack yourself on the back. Yeah, good job. Um, you know, I mentioned that, that they're only seven points back from Arsenal, who are fourth. Um, there's a chance? Do you th- I mean, mathematically, there's a chance that Everton could contend for a Champions League spot. Now, they have 14 games left. Five of those games are against top six teams. They still have Spurs, Liverpool, United, Chelsea, and Arsenal play. Now, Arsenal are hit or miss. United... Eh, they're sort of all over the place as well. We've seen Liverpool, which we'll talk about here in a second. They're not what they were before. Mm-hmm. How do you feel as a Liverpool fan? Yes, no, maybe. Are as they a, gonna... or as a Everton fan? Everton um, fan. Sorry. Yeah. Gosh. I know. Hurt. I'm so used to Kevin just dirty. rambling on. <laughs> all right. So we lose against Spurs. We lose against Chelsea. We lose against Arsenal. Um, I think those are probably true statements. Mm-hmm. I feel like Liverpool is doable at this mm-hmm. point. It depends on yeah. where they're at when we, because this is like months down the road. I think we face Liverpool yep. at least over a month. So uh, at that point, who knows where they're at? They'll yeah. have like five games under their belt compared to right now. So they could be on up. Tick, they could be on down tick. Who knows? I put that as a draw just to be safe. Like, okay, we'll mm-hmm. say we draw against Everett, or Liverpool. Um, so, I mean, we're still looking at probably 28 points if we win the games we should win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, that's you know, being optimistic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you say we play? I, I think I missed the fact that we play um, Manchester United. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have that in my list here That when I was doing the calculations. So we... We'll say we lose that one too. So, but still, even with that so, one at a loss, we'll we'll probably get like around twenty five points, twenty eight points, depending. Yeah. Um, out of thirty eight, I think. So, eh, yeah, I, I got a feeling though, looking at what the other teams that are ahead of us play. Yeah, they're in the same boat. So, I I I don't see it happening myself. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea is the one team that. <laughs> They have four. They have fourteen games left. None of them are against a top five team. So I don't see them dropping points. That's you know I went out and basically stacked up on uh, Chelsea defenders on my fantasy league team. I just see them shutting it down and just like you know just don't let anybody else score. We're just gonna walk this one out and uh, and take it home. That's also um, a dangerous place to be though because if you're if mm-hmm. you're not playing any top teams, you're feeling way overconfident at that point. Like you're just like, hey, we got this in the bag. We can relax a little bit. Don't train as hard during you know practice because what are we training for? We're at the top right. and we're not playing anyone who's you know competitive really against us. So yeah, you, you, you could see a situation that we saw with Liverpool where it's like, hey, we got this game, and then suddenly next thing you know, they're losing against a team they should be winning against. Yeah. Like Hull on this weekend. <clears throat> Hull. Who, uh, yeah, are in the relegation zone. Um, yeah, our, Chelsea's toughest test. They still have, uh, who do I have here? United and Everton left. Um, but do you realistically see them 
if they drop nine points and Spurs win every game they have, they'll still be tied. I mean, do you see that situation happening? No. I mean, I feel like they definitely have this in the bag unless they completely have a meltdown, which I don't see this team having, especially the way they've been this year and the discipline they seem to have. Um, I don't see Chelsea having a meltdown. So I I feel like even worst case scenario, they still squeak out at the top. Yeah, I agree. Um, which, you know, leads me to an interesting feeling because I had some high hopes that Liverpool were going to get it done. Um, sort of called the fact that, you know, I thought that the last game was going to be a draw with Liverpool throwing everything at them. Liverpool just didn't, you know, sorry, Kev, but we are going to bash them a little bit because, you know, we're here and you're not. Um, but in the game versus Chelsea, their game plan early on was just to send a lot of crosses into the middle and Liverpool just don't have the height to contend with the Chelsea defenders. And it just, it wasn't working. Um, Mm -hmm. and then to Hull, I mean, it wasn't overconfidence. Liverpool had their chances. It's just the defense completely broke down. Hull's Hull's first goal came off of a corner kick that they never should have had in the first place. It was a mispass from the defense that ended up rolling out of bounds. Hull gets the corner kick. They put that one in. And then Hull's second goal literally was a like box to box pass. Mane was dribbling it, lost the ball. The defense, I can't remember if it was a defender or midfielder, picked it up on the 18, sent it almost all the way through the air to the other 18 to a streaking player who just blew past the defense and scored. Um, it was yeah. a, like the whole time you're just like watching this game. You're like, seriously, this is happening? Yeah. This is, this is going to happen? Like, you know, especially when they're one up. It's like, okay, they're one up, lucky, whatever. You say what you will. You know, this is when Liverpool should kick it into gear and be like, oh, seriously, we have to play now. Um, and they don't. I'm yeah. surprised. I mean, early on in the season, Liverpool looked like world beaters, and you can't even really use the excuse that they were missing people because they had, you know, it seemed like their front six at least were back, um, and I think they only had one person out on defense. So, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see if they can turn it around. At this point, looking at the table, Liverpool are outside of the Champions League. They're, they're in fifth place, one point um, away from Arsenal. So, the top four teams right now, Chelsea, Tottenham, City, and Arsenal, I, I, I need to look at each of their schedules more closely. Mm-hmm. I don't see Chelsea and Tottenham slipping too much. I could see City and Arsenal sort of flip-flopping back and forth. And Arsenal, when they played Chelsea this weekend, it seemed like a, you know, I feel like we haven't talked a ton about Arsenal this season. And I think it's for this reason. I think that they somehow have crept into the top four, but they continue to have these games where they just don't show up. They'll have yeah. games where they show up and just blow people away, and then they have games where it's like, eh, you know, and you'd think in a game against Chelsea, they'd, they'd come all for it, and they still ended up losing 3-1. to one. Um, Yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, losing 3-1 to one against the top team in the, the league, it's not, you know, I don't think you, you beat yourself up too much about that. Although, I do think they should have a better showing in that game. Right. I, I still don't think you can really you know take away too much from Arsenal for losing against this Chelsea team this year yeah I think there were higher hopes because I think at the time (coughs) Arsenal were in second yeah so it was like okay first and second you know big opportunity (laughs) and then they just they just don't show up so I think what's interesting is um you know this is I've said this before on the show this is one of my first season following the Premier League closely um and this is my first time actually picking a team and so this is the first time that I'm dealing with that realization of like, you know, my there's 14 games left and there's a 99% chance that my team just isn't going to win it. And so there's that there's that moment of like angst, like, ah, crap. But then there's that moment of like, 
there's still this other battle going on and and sort of the mixed emotions and not to you know knock you down josh but you're an everton fan so you go through this all the time um can you explain sort of what that feels like and sort of how should i how should i expect the next 14 weeks what my emotions (laughs) will be like so it's interesting because i feel like the premier league is the only time i've ever felt this way but it's not about winning the league when going into it, like I don't go into a Premier League season thinking like we're gonna win the league, this is gonna happen, you know, we're gonna be on top. Um, it, it's more about like we're gonna do better than we did last season, or we're gonna do, we're gonna break into the top four, we're gonna break into the top six. You know, what I mean, like you have to have these like expectations, and they're they're different, you know, levels that if you do break into certain spots, you get you know championships league. Like there's different like things you can do. <laughs> uh, right tournaments that are, are a part of that consolation is, prizes exactly and it, it, it's almost like stacking up against the best teams you're like if you're stacking yourself up against the best teams being in fifth place isn't that bad right. <laughs> compared to like you know the 20 teams total so it's definitely different i've never seen that in american sports i don't ever really feel that way about any other sport like football in america it's it's that doesn't mean anything it's just like oh we're not going to win? Uh, well, this season sucks. Second like, place, first loser. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, well, I guess there's always next season. Uh, yeah. that, that's the way you feel. It's just how it is. Um, even college sports don't really have that much. I mean, they have different divisions, that kind of stuff, but it's it's a lot different. Um, do you, do you so, yeah. think that part of that has to do with the insistence on American sports to have, like, playoffs? So It's, it's a lot to do with it, yeah. It, it, which I guess you could say there's the playoff like if you make it within the playoff range, then you feel like you did enough for that season. So like there's the playoff battle. I guess that is somewhat similar to like, you know, are you going to make it into the top four? Yeah. That's, that's, I guess the equivalent I you could say, um, which that is a big deal. So if, if you're not going to get first place, you, you're at least thinking we need to make it within the top spots to make it in the playoffs. Um, so it's, a, it's almost the same idea with premier league. So I guess with 14 games left, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Everton mm-hmm. currently at seventh. What are your expectations for? I shouldn't say what are your expectations. What for you will mean that this was a good season? Over these 14 games, what are you looking for out of Everton? I mean, I, it, fifth place is bad, you know, because it's just out of that range. You you want to be in fourth place, but I feel like fifth place to fourth place, like one of those two spots, fourth place would be amazing. That would be like we won to me if right. we're in fourth place by the end of the season. Like, holy crap, we did it. Um, but mm, fifth or sixth, it's probably more likely, and I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised, like happy or sad, if we were in that range. So in terms of like the scale of like. <laughs> You know the happy faces at the doctor's office. Exactly. Like fourth place is really happy. Fifth and yeah. sixth is like, eh. and then anything below that is. Yeah, uh, it's disappointment. It's like, oh yeah. man, we had a crappy season. So I can't wait for next season. If if things ended the way they are right now, you would consider this to be a disappointing season. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it's it's higher expectations I think than some Everton fans have actually, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, personally, I, I want to see us in that those that range between. Sixth to fourth, somewhere in that range would be, you know, ecstatic for me. I was gonna say, you know, in, at least in terms of their run of form and whether or not they can actually pull this off, they have won four of their last five games, and the other one was a draw. 
So they beat Southampton 3 nothing. They beat City 4 nothing. Uh beat Crystal Palace 1 nothing, drew 1-1 to Stoke and then now won 6-3. So, you know, we were talking about earlier on, you know, before the transfer window opened about Lukaku potentially um not necessarily being lazy, but mm-hmm. sort of being the focal point of the team and and realizing he really doesn't have to put too much into it and things really seem to have turned around. Um, so there's potential for a run here for them, and who knows? You know, if, if my can team can play spoiler to any other team, like knocking one of the big guys out of the top four, Liverpool, exactly. Like if 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 we can play spoiler, especially Liverpool, oh my god, that'd be great. Uh, but if we can play spoiler, I mean that that to me is like the goal. It's like ah oh, man, we you know snuck in there and like really knocked someone down and. That that is like the ultimate thing for my team. <laughs> so let's do this. Let's uh let's let's put on our prediction hats here. Um, top four right now, like I said, it's Chelsea, Tottenham, City, Arsenal. Um, but the difference between uh let's see here, City and Everton is nine points. The difference between City and United is four points. So really, this could be anybody in the top sevens for those last three spots. Who do you you don't have to give me a particular order, but mm-hmm. who do you think are the other three that end up the season with Chelsea as Champions League spots? I, I, I think Spurs are staying in. I, I feel like they're really having a great season and there's a lot of different threats they have up top, which is surprising. I didn't expect that from Spurs. You kind of expect it to be like one guy, yeah. Kane. And that was pretty much it. Um so I think they're staying up there. It's hard to bet against Pep. I mean, I know he you know, he's been not as stellar this last couple of games as he has been at the beginning of the season, but you know something about Pep, I just don't want to bet against him. Well, they they brought in uh, Gabriel Jesus, who I think That's had two right. goals this weekend, um, who's tearing it up. So that might be the spark they needed. I was eyeing him for fantasy. I was like, hmm, do I want to? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I decided against it because he's just far too new, and yeah. you know, judging him off that game is kind of silly because it's an easier opponent. So yeah. I didn't go with it, but yeah, he's he's tempting. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I don't think Manchester's leaving the top spots either. Um, so at that point, I mean, it's it's Arsenal and Liverpool and Everton. All right, I feel like, I, of course, there's Man United. I, I, <laughs> I was going to say, are you just going to gloss know, right I know, I skipped them. them. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't help it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I it, if if we were to beat all three of those teams out of the fourth spot, I would be super ecstatic. But yeah. it's going to be hard. I, I don't think it's likely, but it would be awesome. Yeah. I want to shout out uh, to uh, Kim, um, who won our, our little contest last week. Um, and got the signed player card. She mentioned uh, that you know she'd love if we would talk a little bit more about Man United. And we mentioned like, oh, it's so difficult, we can't do it. And she came back on Twitter and she said, I understand it would be like me, you know, supporting the Yankees, which she said she just couldn't do. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Kim. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess my top four would probably be Chelsea. I agree with Spurs. Um, I think that of course you do. I know. I. <laughs> Just in terms of looking at their upcoming schedule, uh, this week they will get Liverpool, so things don't get easier for Liverpool. But this could also be a huge push for them if they're able to, if Liverpool are able to get three points out of this game. Um, this could be the turning point that Klopp can point to for them to really make a push at the end. But I think Spurs, um, they're far enough ahead, and I think defensively they're sound enough that they hold on. Um, I agree with City. I'm surprised because I didn't think 
that you know it seemed like that team was just in a spiral at the beginning of the season they looked like world beaters and then all of a sudden they just hit a stretch where it was the same set of players um, which you know that's one of the things that everybody's been talking about with Chelsea is that really this is the same set of players that Mourinho had last year mm-hmm. and Conte just came in and it was just player management and just turned it around and it's it's even less about the formation of switching to the 3-4-3 and it's more about just getting more from the guys that were there and uh yeah i mean we talked about it being the season of the managers and, and in this case the manager made all the difference i'm getting off topic um so i guess <laughs> chelsea tottenham city chelsea, yeah tottenham city. And, and then in terms of who that fourth spot is man there's i mean legitimately i mean i, I think that Everton being seven points back right now, mm-hmm. I still think that with the form that they're on, they have a legit shot. I think every one of these other teams has cracks in them that if they're not dealt with, and the fact that Chelsea's already locked it up may just you know put that doubt into their minds of like, what are we playing for sort of thing, um, or start planning for next year. So... Yeah, I guess if I had to pick the, the four right now, I think that Liverpool just have too much talent. I think they make it into that final four. And that's um, legit. I mean, I, I do honestly think that, you know, it's a far, far off chance that Everton could make it into the top four. It's, right. it's It would be monumental. So I, I don't <laughs> begrudge anyone who don't put them up there. And I do think that Liverpool is a good team, and I wouldn't be surprised if they are in top four. I, I still think, though, Arsenal, you know, even though they have these cracks and they kind of – off and on if they're on they're they're really 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 on so uh, i it's gonna be harder and man united i mean at any moment you know pogba could actually start being good again and uh <laughs> zlatan just keeps scoring so yeah zlatan will just keep on being zlatan and i i feel like they could skyrocket so you, you never know what's going to happen with uh man united i mean i guess in the soap opera that is the premier league i would not be surprised if Everton worked their way in. I mean, there are other things that I would be like, I would be more surprised if Tottenham made it into the top spot. If Chelsea ended up falling off, then I would be of Everton making it into the four. If so Leicester I, can become the top team of last season, anything's possible. Okay. So yeah, this is true. <laughs> Dreamers can dream in this league now because of Leicester. But I mean, th- that, that brings up the question that I just put here in the notes. Um, you know, everybody likes to talk about the top four and making it in the champions league. And I thought, you know, is it really a, good thing to be in the top four because you look Chelsea's on their way to winning this year they weren't in the top four last year Leicester won it the year before that after not being in the top four the previous year now you know Chelsea won it the year before that after being third year before but they had a whole mess of problems that season um just this emphasis on so many games with so many different tournaments and players just being everywhere the fact of just having one less tournament to play in gives you a legitimate advantage over the rest of the teams that are out there. And I think that's one of the things that we're seeing from, we thought we would see from Liverpool. Kevin was talking about it all season where it's like, oh, you know, they're not in Champions League. They don't have these other things to worry about. Um, The guys are going to be fresh. That's a legit advantage over some of these other teams that are constantly playing, you know, multiple games a week. I almost feel like this is the only reason why we have a lot of churn in the top uh, level is because of the Champions League. I feel like it's almost like a handicap that they have to put on them to make it more interesting. Because if it wasn't there, it would be the same teams every single year, and they wouldn't like it. Would be so stagnant. By putting the Champions League in there, it's kind of like an automatic handicap for the top teams, where they have to like readjust and deal with more games, and you know, just 
fall back. So it, <laughs> it's funny. It is a crutch. I, I really do think that Champions League, if it was somehow not interfering with the regular season, it would be so much better. But there's no real obvious way of doing that. Yeah. So let's let's do this. I don't have this in the notes, but let's look at the bottom of the okay. table as well. So right now in the relegation zone, if things were to end today, you'd have Sunderland in last place in 20th. You have Crystal Palace at 19th. And you have Hull at 18th. Now, the interesting thing there is that Hull is sitting on 20 points. Uh, Southampton, or I'm sorry, Bournemouth, who's currently in 14th, are at 26 points. So there's only really two wins that separate Bournemouth from the relegation zone. So 14 through 20 could all realistically fall into that zone. Um, Do you have any thoughts in terms of teams that you think ultimately get relegated? I think Hull does get relegated. I, I feel like they're... Even after uh, their monster win this week? <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's more of a, a, a thing about Liverpool than any praise with Hull, I, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Especially since they had, like I think, 23% of possession in that yeah. game. So. They traded away Snodgrass as well, who was their stud all season long. Yeah, so, yeah. That's, um, uh, the rest, though, it's, it's, it's up in the air, I feel like. I... I I'm surprised Swansea is uh, up out of it right now, but I granted by one point, so yeah. anything can happen. I kind of want them to go down just because they, they got rid of Bob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's just a little bit of American pride there. Just yeah. like, screw them. Yeah. Um, I don't want Middlesbrough, though. Middlesbrough, I want to stay up, and yeah. I, I want Leicester to stay up too, actually. I feel like it would be such a sad thing if Leicester goes down. Like, after having the amazing you know, fantasy, like, fairy tale ending of last season that I guarantee there's going to be a movie made, being made of it right now. Mm-hmm. Like, Liz was making fun of me, my wife, because I kept on talking about the, the, the movie. I was, like, plotting it out in my head. And, like, <laughs> it's, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be, like, any sports movie. Like, remember the Titans. And, like, it's just perfect. It's happening. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, other than that, though, Sunderland, I don't see Sunderland getting better. Yeah, um, it's it's amazing to me because Sunderland's a team that I keep thinking are getting better because you have Jermaine Defoe who just keeps banging home goals, and I'm like, oh, they've got to be they've got to be getting better, right? And no, no, they're on 19 points for the season, which is uh, 40 less than Chelsea. So, I mean, it's not so much the fact that they're not scoring goals, which they're not though. I mean, they only have 24 goals the season but the, the problem is that they've let in 42 at this yeah. point so i mean that that's the biggest issues but yeah. out of all the teams uh, you know in relegation right now hall city has the least amount of goals they have 22 yeah. um although middlesbrough i mean they have 19 yeah. so they're they're not exactly goal scoring either i mean i guess my bottom three I, i'm with you in terms of like i shouldn't say i'm with you completely in terms of who i want to see go down i i think i'd I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be Sunderland, um, just because it, they've been in the bottom all season long. I think some of these other teams like Hull and Crystal Palace have been in and out and in and out, and I think there's enough of a chance for them to claw their way back out. I would like to see Swansea go down, um, just as a take that, you know, sort of. Yeah, thing. I mean, yeah. I, I still think they probably did the right thing in the end, but it's still oh, I mean, <laughs> Swansea, Swansea are winning games and, and scoring goals now, um, which you know, good for them. But I also felt like the situation they put Bob Bradley in was not a good one. 
um, and in doing so completely have just sort of screwed over American managers, which we've talked about at length. You know, I don't know who the next possible one would be, and I agree with you in terms of I think the best path is going to be get somebody in there in the championship and let them play their way up through yeah. um, as opposed to just dropping somebody in, especially mid-season. Let them um, earn it. Exactly. And I, I'm, I'm the opposite. I would kind of like to see Lester go down. Like just to really just oh. to see that roller coaster of like, oh, it's because so sad. It is sad. But I mean, if you were to ask Lester fans, you know, yes, you got relegated. Would you trade, you know, your chance, your win last season for the ability to stay up this season? I think they'd be absolutely not like they they knew that the win last season was like this massive thing and wouldn't trade it for the world and just to i think the i don't know i think i read somewhere the last time this happened was like 1936 or something wow. like that where so team essentially then, might as well not even count i mean it, yes, i feel like yeah. once you go too far back it's like eh, it was a just completely different league back then so yeah yeah so i just think it would be a it would be a good storyline for the opposite reason. Like I could see the movie being made and then like the end credits. It's just like they got relegated the next season. Yeah. <laughs> just... Okay. So I feel like the only good thing about them getting relegated is at that point, they will probably keep on being one of the top teams in the championships league. Right. So like, it would be like a cool, like, Hey, remember when we won it all and now we're like, you know, a really good side in, in second division. Yeah. Uh, so they, they keep on winning games instead of being like, oh man, we're in the top league in this in you know the country and we keep on losing and now it feels crummy. So th- yeah. there's that, but I would love to see them become like like an Everton where they're like middle top of the table constantly. Like I feel like they've earned that, right? <laughs> I, I mean, after winning it, yeah. So yeah. um, so yeah, that's sort of I guess where we are at least in terms of the top four and the bottom three. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Let's 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 talk a little bit about fantasy because we've alluded to a few things here. Oh, you're, I made some changes. Yeah, your your boy Lukaku, um, putting away four goals. Um, I tweeted out that at the time that game was going on, Lukaku alone had more points than the rest of my team combined. Um, so yeah, I okay. So I don't know if everyone realizes I don't have a single Everton player on my team at the time. <gasps> At the time, I did not. <laughs> I, I take that back. For some reason, Jaggy Elka is still sitting on my bench doing absolutely nothing. He's just there. <laughs> um, so I did have a player, but he's never on the field. Um, so I got really mad about the whole Aguero thing and him never playing. And if he is playing, it's not good. And I just was like, you know what? Screw it. Traded him. I should have done it a long time ago. I traded him. Should never got him back, actually. And with that money, I decided to get Lukaku and Defoe. You guys can't see the smile on Josh's face right now. Like, yeah, it feels that... good to have Lukaku <laughs> on my team again. Like, I had him at the very beginning of the season, but he wasn't performing. So I was like, ah, don't be a homer. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't keep him just because he's, you know, on your favorite team. Just trade him. Have no heart. <laughs> Think with your head. And so it's good to have him back and actually have him back because he's scoring, not because, you know, I just want an Everton player. Yeah, I I went out and did the exact same thing. I started looking at like how can I bring him into the lineup just because again, he's the when you watch how he scored the goals, it was Lukaku of earlier in the season where he would just pick up the ball and just run over people. I mean, the guy is just a force. And so uh You yeah, realize I, he's not going to get a goal again for like at least 4 games yeah, because I, I have him on my team now. Just so you're aware. <laughs> he's just he's just going to sit there like with his hand on the post like <laughs> I'm okay. I'm all right, guys. I'm still sucking wind from uh, four games ago. I'm cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
but yeah, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to bring him in. I need to I need to free up some space somehow. I have Baines on the back line, um, but I don't have a ton of money in the bank, so mm-hmm. I need to I I need to make some moves. I might do nothing this week just to save a transfer to bring him in next week. I have 1.4 in the bank right now, um, so I have money to to spend. Uh, I'm I'm thinking about getting rid of Kane. I still have Kane on my team, and I, you know what? I don't see him being the the main draw in these games as much anymore. He's one that it's I, I don't want to say it's streaky, but it, it there's a lot of these games that Tottenham are very much like Liverpool, and that you expect um, them to just dominate teams, and a lot of times they get into that final third, and then they just can't do anything. The creative spark in their past few games has been Son again, who again, was just yeah. on fire at the beginning of the season, and then he rode the bench for a while, and now he's back in. Um, yeah, Kane's just one of those poachers where it's sort of hit or miss, whereas Lukaku is more of that single focal point of the team. You know everything's pretty much going to funnel through him, whereas Spurs have you know Erickson and Deli Alley, and now Son is back on form. And, and there's so many other weapons that you're, you're better off taking your chance with somebody like Lukaku. So I, and that's th- the thing about uh, Tottenham. is it's, it's not so much that Kane's a bad player. It's just that they have right. more options right. up front, so the, all the plays aren't going through him. Uh, if they take a penalty, it's going to be Kane probably taking the penalty. So right. you, at least you know that's going to happen. Uh, but you can't rely on the penalties. Um, right. So the uh, same thing with Defoe. The reason why Defoe is such a good player to have on your team because he's cheap and he's the only really offensive threat that that team has. So yeah. you know he's going to be the one getting the goals. Uh, but Kane, I don't know. I, I was on that train, and now I'm thinking about you know getting off the next stop. We'll see. I don't. I you know honestly, I don't blame you. It's the fact that there are so many attacking op- options for Tottenham are good for the team, not great for fantasy. So yeah, especially for the price, he's 11.3 million right now. Yeah. That's a huge price tag for a player who is not the dominant threat for that team. Because I really do him. feel like that there is no dominant. Th- threat on that team yeah no i agree i think that's fair so um so yeah like i said i don't know if i'll do anything this week we'll see um especially with the big game coming up against uh liverpool but uh yeah so there's a little bit about fantasy um let's give away a a signed player card shall we so oh yeah once again um we had one one new review on uh, on iTunes. So this is a very easy contest to win, guys. <laughs> Last week it was only one. This week is one more. So uh, uh, at Jting Walker wrote, this podcast has almost single-handedly kept me following the Premier League this season. Oh, thanks. Who would have thought that a Premier League podcast could have such a local feel to it? I've been recommending this podcast to all of my Premier League loving friends. So... Thanks, Jay. It was not a requirement that you, uh, you know, pump us up as part of the review, but we do appreciate it. Um, you know, DM us your information on Twitter and we will send you a signed player card. Kim, if you have not received yours yet, please let me know. I sent that out early last week. So um, in addition to sending you the signed playing card, obviously you're also entered to win the copy of Leading, signed by Sir Alex Ferguson. So like we said, very easy contest to win. All Jay did was click over to iTunes, left us a review, and he now gets a free assigned player card just like that. So we will leave the instructions in the show notes just as always. If you're just looking for something to do, click on the show notes, go into <laughs> iTunes, leave us a review. Odds are you're going to walk away with something free. So, uh, so yeah, please head over to iTunes, subscribe to the show, leave us a review. Um, it ultimately helps spread the word about the show and helps us to keep doing what we're doing. 
um, you know, basically keeps keeps the ratings up, keeps us uh, interested as well, and, and we keep going. So thanks again. Um, otherwise, Josh, I think that's it. Anything else you want to – any more no, Liverpool bashing it's... since Kevin isn't here? Just sort of get in. And... No, it's actually <laughs> more fun to do it when he is here. When he's not here, I, just, I feel like it's mean. But when he's here, he can defend it. So <laughs> Kevin's sitting somewhere right now going, what the heck? Come on, guys. <laughs> no, I feel like if, if we know Kevin at all, he's probably shaking his head and being like – yeah, yeah, Liverpool. They, 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 yeah, <laughs> he just has that morose sound to his voice and be like, "Yeah, it's just yeah. how it is." You know, you guys, you guys are right. <laughs> I can't defend it. I can't defend <laughs> it. <laughs> well, thanks, Kev, and thanks again to everyone for listening. You can find more great, beautiful game podcasts over at bgn.fm. You can email us at three pl at bgn.fm. Follow us on Twitter at three pl pod. We just released our first Mongol show of the season. And starting next week, we're going to be releasing them weekly for the rest of the year. So for those of us who followed us over from the Riverhound show, we are back in full swing. It's going to be a lot of fun, so make sure you go check out that show. We got quite the lineup of uh, guests and, uh, and and plans, and it's it's going to be a big year. So We had Tuffy. I mean, that was the first episode with Tuffy, and it was awesome. It was and, awesome. Uh, it, it, reminder that you, if you followed us last season, it's a different feed this season. Yes. You see, you might have to go on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and, and look for Mongols again. Yeah. And it's, it's the new feed. So be aware of that. If you did not get the Tuffy episode, you are subscribed to the wrong feed. Yes. Go over to uh, BGN.FM. Actually, you can go to Mongols.com. That'll take you to our page over on BGN.FM. And if you click on the iTunes link, it's right there on the page. It'll take you to the new feed and you can click subscribe there and you'll get to listen to the Tuffy feed or the Tuffy show, which as Josh, it was awesome. So, yeah, it was. but in terms of Premier League, another round of games next week. So you better believe that we will talk to you very, very soon. Later. <laughs> There's no cheers. <laughs> I know. I, I, I almost didn't say anything. I was just like, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Bye, guys. <laughs> this is the 3PL Premier League podcast brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. Find more great football, soccer, beautiful game podcasts at bgn.fm.